0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 76 of the podcast with very special guest Jane Espenson. This is a re-recording of the intro because apparently there was a huge microphone snafu when I re- recorded the intro the first time around. So uh, if you somehow ended up listening to the first intro, I hope that this is a much better version. Uh, if you are listening to this intro for the first time, I can assure you that the previous intro sounded like I was trapped like inside of a mattress. That was also in a large cave. Um, so hoping for an improvement on that. Uh, I'm thrilled that Jane did the podcast. I thought it was a, a really, really fun, entertaining discussion. She's so, so talented. Please check out her new web series, Husbands. Um, she is also writing on Once and uh, has done many, many things that I'm sure those of you who are familiar with her work are huge fans of. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the podcast and you were coming here thanks to your interest in Jane, I want to welcome you. you in. Uh, and uh, let me get into some shout outs. I want to thank Andrew H. for sending me his photography book. It was lovely. I want to thank Kanji, Leanne, Kevin, and Benjamin on Twitter. I want to thank Kayla, who came up with a JV hand uh, JV Club hand sign. You can see uh, the image of it on the Facebook uh, JV Club page. It's adorable. Kayla, you're the best. Nita, uh, thanks for your tweet and obviously for helping me with the JV Club Tumblr page. Uh, on Facebook, I also want to thank Elizabeth Brown. Ryan, Rick, Oz, and Kimberly. I want to acknowledge that Tammy put a really cool posting up on the Facebook page for uh, bitch magazine's Kickstarter campaign for the disability anthology. Please check that out. If you have an interest in that, and even if you don't, you could get an interest in that because we were talking about voices that need to be heard and acknowledged. Uh, very empowering and very cool project that's going on with that. I want to uh, thank Holly for her uh, friendly say hi appreciation and that she also, um, uh discovered a, a kindred spirit in Hannah G and I can attest that Hannah G is a wonderful friend and fan of the fan of the, of the JV Club fan club really listen guys, I don't have a fan club I'll to be honest with you right now uh and then I want to thank uh deborah Schmoo for um, her story about uh you know one of her run-ins with the law in uh in her adolescence and uh thanks for acknowledging that you know Those embarrassing stories really stay with us. Uh, Okay, guys, so if that sounded silted at all, it's because I already recorded that intro once, but um, I'm hoping that uh, this time around it's going to sound a little bit less like my mouth is full of cotton and that I am uh, underwater in some sort of a submarine. So uh, thanks again, and please enjoy this episode with Jane. Now entering Nerdist.com Jumping in, I'm jumping into the, the podcast pool. I want to apologize for all of the dog hair that I feel certain is on your microphone as well. <laughs> there There's is no a escaping it. But... I think because I adopted this new dog, and I think I thought that that I was used to the amount that this dog sheds, and I thought this dog is so much fluffier than the other dog. Mm-hmm. How can she
1: possibly <laughs> shed more? worlds apart that's why she's not fluffy because she's getting rid of the hair
0: she knows how to get rid of it she's a (laughs) fluff purger
1: she is
0: so she is so sheddy that uh i don't know i'm starting to understand like when people freak out and start making sweaters out of their animals hair and stuff i'm starting to feel like
1: maybe there's a way to have her laminated just not not enough to hurt her just a sleek plastic covering interesting a sleeve a dog sleeve a a sleeve i just need a dog
0: sleeve That's Jane. You problem. solved. You've come in here. You've been here thirty <laughs> seconds. You've already solved all my dog woes. Uh, thank you so much for doing the podcast. You thank don't know you. me from Adam.
1: I'm pretty sure you're not Adam. Is that a,
0: <laughs> is that a biblical term? By yes. the way, it yes. is.
1: Yeah, that is the. Who name.
0: came up with it, and what does it really mean? I mean, I
1: feel like we know what it
0: means, right? But what but does why it why why it
1: means that, and where it started, yeah. I don't know. But it feels pretty old to me, and certainly yeah. biblical.
0: I wouldn't know you from I wouldn't know you from Adam. I wouldn't know you from Cain. Yeah, so yeah, so I couldn't Abel. tell
1: you apart from someone else I also don't know. Correct. To me. Correct. Yeah. Uh, correct. Uh, and now we're going to – did you already bust open your sparkling water? I did, so I wouldn't make that embarrassing noise that yours just made. <laughs> <It's>,
0: <laughs> listeners, I've already warned Jane that sometimes – minor belches happen because of drinking sparkly beverages <laughs> so everyone knows everyone's been warned you've been warned blame it on the dogs i can certainly blame it on the dogs <laughs> i had to war- i've had so many i've issued so many warnings since you got here i had to warn you about whitley the other dog is in a crate and may or may not explode with scary sounds at any moment i mean the sky's the limit um i'm prepared Are you? Because I feel like you (laughs) should be wearing some sort of special suit or something.
1: For everything I've said. I've had myself laminated. That's where I got the idea.
0: Oh, you are. You know what? I I guess you do have a certain sheen to you. A certain sheen. Well, I don't know. I know that uh, my expectation is not that you have in any way listened to my podcast. But what I tend to lean towards, which I think I told you in an email, Mm -hmm. is just kind of getting down into the nitty gritty of, of what your adolescence was like and kind of how it informed what you're doing now and um Mm -hmm. and just what that whole experience was like uh i don't know how much you've talked about that in interviews and interviews i've read with you people just like to pick your brain about because there's such a huge fandom around the shows that you work on that it feels like that's what people want
1: i've been really fortunate to work on some great shows including now husbands and once upon a time uh, um and in the past buffy and *Battlestar galactica and some others um yeah, there's a story that I tell that's one of my uh, one of my stock stories because you end up accumulating those over yeah. a lifetime. Uh, is about how I tried to write a MASH spec script when I was twelve or thirteen. Um,
0: I did read about that. Yeah,
1: and that's sort of my one adolescent story of like reading an article about freelancers writing episodes and going like, oh, okay, well that's clearly what I'm going to do with my life. And sitting down and writing a spec episode of MASH, which Um, Was fairly awful And Uh, I cannot find And I never sent anywhere I have a Seinfeld script like that From when I was in college And uh, I don't know know where mine is It was better than my 12 year old squirrel. It
0: might be It might be But I can't I don't know if if that's even true But here's what And I have read that But what I haven't read is Like So when you saw that Had you thought about that before, because the way you just presented that to mm-hmm. me made it sound like you hadn't even really thought about writing a script for television, and then you just suddenly read that and thought, "Wait a minute!"
1: I knew that I wanted to make up stories for television, and that's it, specific. Yeah, opposed definitely. to a film or yeah, no, never, never was a movie person. Interesting. Um, wanted, knew I, you know, I was a huge fan of all kinds of television growing up. It was the '70s. It was the era of. It was sort of. It was a blending of eras, or at least in my mind it is. It was the tail end of the shows like um, The Odd Couple and... Mm-hmm. Mary Tyler Moore was was in its heyday, and Bob Newhart show, mm-hmm. but there were in Bridget Loves Bernie. There were a lot of these sort of almost single camera feeling kind of New York based shows, mm-hmm. uh, and then you started getting the really bright, colorful, happy days, Laverne and Shirley, Gary Marshall kinds of shows, Welcome Back, Cotter, and Love Boat, the Aaron Spelling era, and so it was sort of like these really great. Shows like Barney Miller and Odd Couple that felt like one act plays. Oh, yeah. That were presented every week. They felt uh, like, and, uh, they felt yeah. like uh, you were sort of
0: seeing all the characters go to their New York shrink in a way.
1: Exactly. There was something very, um, very grown up about them. There were never kids in them. And then we started getting the much more kid-centric, brightly colored stuff of the later 70s. And they both appealed to me. So it's sort of like I was watching great shows and I was watching sort of kind of schlocky shows but with <laughs> often really sharp jokes in them. Um, and sort of going like, well, that's those are the stories I want to tell myself when I fall asleep at night. I was a huge fan of Soap, which sort of came in and changed sure, everything. yeah. mod, All in the Family, there were all these shows that were very, very political um, and shows that were just fun. And sort of those, the shows with really well-defined characters, like uh, I remember that um, Barney Miller was one where I would fall asleep going. And it was always the sort of awful Mary Sue kind of storytelling of like, what if I had some sort of problem? I had to go to the 13th <laughs> precinct and then I would talk to Wojciechowicz and then Detective Harris would come by and he would say this kind of joke and then Detective oh, Yamano wow. would be chirping in like this. And it was sort of like trying to, and, and it was the shows where you knew when it was, uh, those were shows where only one character would be able to say any one line. Like it was yeah. so specific and that was, that fascinated me. So when I read oh, wow. that people were sending in spec scripts to MASH, that was just like, oh, Yes, this is the article I've been waiting to read. Like, right, the, right. The stories, this is the
0: article that was yeah. meant for me and everyone yeah. else is the detritus that is maybe looking at it, but this is really meant for me.
1: Yeah, because I just... It's so uh, great. I don't know how conscious my desire was to become a TV writer, but I certainly knew that I thought it was, those were all people who grew up in LA, grew up in the business and had connections, and so to sort of read that, like, oh, wait, people mail scripts in? Yeah. I don't know that I understood the agent that's between the right. sending and the getting of the script, but, um... It suddenly seemed very possible. I'm so, there's so much
0: that, uh, I, that came up for me when you were saying all that, not the least of which is, and by the way, as, with certain people I'm super self-conscious that I'm just asking the same questions they've been asked a million times, and then with other people, no matter how many interviews they've done, I'm just brazenly confident <laughs> that this is going to be like the one interview they remember forever because it was so out of the box. But I also hate those interviews when you like read something and something's like, if you were a serial, right, having right, said that, right. we're totally going to play a game of M.A.S.H., not Mash the show, but uh, mash the game. Sure, um, where I I'm not above asking you what kind of cereal it would be. <laughs> we're gonna call that the game at the end. Cool. Uh, but boy, disclaimer nation um, <laughs> is this idea that you were that young and that you had an awareness of the artifice of what you were seeing. Because right. I was consumed. I think I had a sense that it they were actors. Because I know that like mm-hmm. I could separate. My famous story that I've told, uh, maybe not on this podcast, but in life, um, because it's one of my most embarrassing stories, my version of that, my sort of like mirror image opposite version of that mm-hmm. is that when I was quite young, younger than that, um, somehow I became fixated on John Lerickette's character on Night Court. and
1: Perfectly healthy for a TV writer. I mean, <laughs> and I would...
0: But it, but the reruns came on too late. It mm-hmm, was past mm-hmm, my bedtime, so mm-hmm. I would sneak out into the den. My dad would be watching something in the back room, and I would sneak out into the den and try to avoid being heard, and turn the television on with the volume down mm-hmm. just long enough so that I could so that I could see what color of suit and tie <laughs> he was wearing, and then Jane. I shit you not, I would run back into my bedroom and write it on my calendar. I so I had on my it. calendar, mar- you know, gray right, suit, right. maroon tie, next day, navy suit, pink tie, next day.
1: <laughs> I I that that I so get that. I was that same kid only what I did was I I before, after school um, every day there'd be an episode, or, maybe it was two episodes, of the Adam West Batman. Mm-hmm. And I was obsessed with it. And I was convinced that my best friend was just as obsessed. We watched it every day. And um, Margaret Foss who was my best friend growing up. And we would watch the show. And um, when she went out of town for two weeks, she was like, she, she, her family, and she went on vacation. I wrote down everything that happened. <laughs> so In great all the episodes when she was out of time because i knew she would care uh, and she came back and i was like okay day one it was an episode with catwoman and she was like why are you doing this and i'm like well, these are these are what you meant that like, i've got everything that happened i've got it outlined yeah and she's like i i really don't care
0: oh that's precious I'm like, i don't need to hear this oh my god well that was the other question i was going to ask is you know how much time did you spend alone? You sort of answered that for me that you had a friend that you would do that stuff with because I think a lot of people that I talk to, a lot of my friends who really immerse themselves either in the kind of escapism of television as a young Mm -hmm. child or maybe even, you know, writer friends of mine who were just, did become kind of obsessed with both escaping but also being somewhat removed and being able to kind of Project, like think of story ideas and stuff. Were kind of you know had some lonely periods in their lives or what have you. So what was your you you're from Iowa? Yeah, right. Um, what's your what was your kind of familial structure like? And
1: I'm an only child. You um, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, that's very helpful for aspiring <laughs> writers. Because uh, you need a long time, quiet time to think. Yeah. Um, my dad's a professor. Uh, my mom... Uh, what, is he, what did he teach? Chemistry, inorganic mm-hmm. chemistry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my mom did various uh, jobs in personnel departments and um, things like she was a personnel director at various places around town. Um, and so I had a lot of alone time. I wasn't a latchkey kid exactly, like I didn't have to like go home and cook myself, put myself yourself, to bed. Right. But I had, I came home, you know, when school was done at three thirty, and I was there till five thirty when they got home, kind of thing. Um, and so, I mean, that's a little bit of a long time, but I there's, think that's you know, a latch
0: key kid, right? Yeah, I, don't I mean, think, I, I, I mean, you're like around the corner from like a neglected orphan. If you're, <laughs> if you're having to go all the way through, like your parents get home right, at nine. Right, right. I think that, I think that time is, yeah, I had that too, where I was just yeah. going to be going home with my own key and exactly. taking care of myself for a while.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, Mar- maybe Margaret and I would play after school. Um, maybe not like, uh, mostly I was alone those afternoons and, um, and TV time, sometimes there were shows my mom and I would watch together and a few shows I would watch with my dad that would be sort of like Mannix and Canon and Columbo kind of detective oh, shows. Columbo
0: pure gold. Yeah. So yeah. special. So amazing. Just to my, call that out. My mom and I
1: loved the sitcoms. Um, but mostly my memories of watching TV as a kid were like I would be watching it alone. Um, and sort of those, that but I never felt lonely. Mm -hmm. Like I had a lot of time. I spent a lot of time reading. Sometimes I look back and I think That was my next question. Yeah. I've probably, I bet half the books that I've read in my life, I read before I was 16. Same, sameity, same, same. totally. Especially like, there were books that I had, there are books that I come back
0: to that were books that were intended for younger readers. And then there are books that I was reading like, my dad started me on Ray Bradbury when I was so young. Yeah. I didn't even really know what I was reading, but right. I knew it was special and strange and Try wondrous.
1: Try reading Ray Bradbury when you're from Iowa because there are all these stories about Iowa. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, it
0: yeah, does. Oh, Dandelion Wine takes place in Illinois. Um,
1: There's tons of Iowa. But yeah, place, yeah, so. mysterious things happen in Iowa. Yeah. You're completely right. Also, Captain Kirk's from Iowa. Iowa is like the nexus of, of, of sci fi. Um, yeah, is that, yeah. do you think? Crop circles. I think, well, <laughs> That's the best second offer. All. all I can think of is that there just happened to be writers who either had a personal connection to it. Or, uh, or had spent some time there maybe. It's yeah. just a place that breeds sci-fi writers. I made Riley the character of Riley on Buffy from Iowa just because I needed to really quickly write a scene where he talked about Thanksgiving back home. And it's like, well, I could research something or I could just write about what Thanksgiving's like in Iowa. It yeah. just seems quicker and easier. Well, and
0: <laughs> isn't that that's,
1: that's the state in The Music Man also? And right. they sort of are very tongue-in-cheek
0: about it, right? Yeah. It's that idea of... You haven't been anywhere bland until you've right. been to Iowa, yeah, kind it's of your thing. Sort of
1: prototypical middle of the road, middle of the country kind of state, and it's actually a I've fascinating state. I've never
0: been. State. Not a, not surprising, but yeah,
1: it sort of was always a blue state. Now it's a red state. It's it's right in the middle. It's um, it's it's the southern part of the state is sort of southern culture. The northern part of the state is northern plains culture. Um, the west. What does part that is, mean? Like, no, what does northern plains culture um, mean? Much more sort of like the. Um, more liberal, more sort of, I don't know, you know, Wisconsin-y. Okay. And then the bottom part is more Missouriish, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and it's sort of in the, the west part is kind of like Nebraska. And it's just sort of it sort of feels like it's this it's this if you threw it out at the United States, it's where it would hit, and it's where the yeah. um, we were always told growing up that that's where the Anchorman sort of received pronunciation the the Anchorman pronunciation is the Iowa. Interesting that it's because it's the. Yeah, wait. Aren't
0: there aren't there tests that are issued? Guess what? Guess who needs to turn off her (laughs) cell phone?
1: Not Jane.
0: Um, Jane with a T. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, the the Iowa tests are issued, right? The yeah, yeah, the the tests. I mean, the country, the national. Yeah, like the assessment tests or whatever.
1: Um, So I imagine you must have been a good student. I loved school. I was a very good student. Um, Loved that. Loved. I, I would always I'd get really stressed out Every summer Because it would be like I was convinced That I'd come back In the fall And this year I would be with I'd be with fifth graders And they would know A bunch of stuff I didn't know And every year My parents had to explain No these are the same kids these are the <laughs> That's The same awesome. idiots You went to school With last year Are gonna be there This year it's not like you're going to move into a new class and right. older people, but right. I mean that never I that never that, sunk That's in. so
0: amazing. And was it yeah. the kind of was it that sort of the feeder the feeder schools that fed into all this So sort of like because in Tucson where I'm from, you could go to a magnet school where, you know, I would be bused way out. Like mm-hmm. I have to take one bus, transfer at one school, then take another bus to my school and be surrounded by a bunch of different people and then the next school my parents chose from here that i chose would be completely different and i would meet some of those people but then a whole new group of people and that kind of continued so i never i have one i went to school with one person first through 12th one person everybody else was picked up along the way or brand new
1: we all went to the school uh, yeah, so it was. I mean, you were, all went to the school. <laughs> there was one high school, two junior highs, and I don't know, maybe a dozen elementary schools. So every every grade I went into, it was all the kids that I knew plus new ones. Yeah, everyone, all the kids I knew plus new ones, uh, and then high school they stopped adding new ones, and it was just so it was I, everybody that was in my kindergarten class was in my high school class.
0: Was did that breed a sense of community that I wonder if maybe I missed out on?
1: Sort of. I mean, you certainly or boredom. Um no it wasn't boring because they were in i turned it off (laughs) we all saw me turn it off it's the thing is off look at that uh
0: that's so weird Um, i don't know what to say guys but it's all right it was a pleasant thing evidently i did not turn my phone (laughs) off at all that was Sandra doherty a previous guest on the podcast um I can't account for this other than that there's something supernatural happening because it's you. Uh, please continue. I apologize for that. No if nothing, if not unprofessional, I say that. I'm a racist.
1: Um, no, wasn't wasn't boring at all. There it was a big enough group that you saw. Oh, you you, you all there were new people to get to know all the time. Okay. And um, and what about? boys or girl i listen i don't know i, I know about
0: you oh yeah everyone everyone
1: everyone thinks i'm a lesbian but i actually I don't like think you're a lesbian i just thought <laughs> i I'm,
0: a, I'm scared to assume anyone is straight or gay because
1: I think that's very smart and and um uh uh i really welcome the sort of current climate of sort of that fluid sexuality is absolutely welcomed um uh but no it was boys and um and boys weren't interested in me. I was interested in the boys, but they um, but they weren't interested in me. So it was sort of, I think I had TV boyfriends. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so who would yeah. your TV boyfriends be? Oh, my goodness. I really liked Starsky on Starsky and Lynch. Oh, I love it. Oh, my God. He's really, really cute. Oh. Um, I liked... Did you
0: watch like the Dukes of Hazzard?
1: Watched was the Dukes of Hazzard. Didn't care for either of those mm-hmm. boys, though. Um Didn't feel it. Nope, didn't feel it. Um, I liked. I tended to like um, sort of whatever the funny insecure one was. Did you watch the monkeys? Loved the monkeys. Who was your favorite monkey? Um, Davy and Peter both. Peter was mine. Yeah. Very.
0: I think Davy would have been, but I was so annoyed that Davy was obvious the obvious choice. I've, I, 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 I talked about this with so Connie sh- Chung he was, he because,
1: because, yeah,
0: I, yeah. I I wanted to pick the one that I thought I had the most chance with. <laughs> yeah, I always <laughs> like yes. somehow that was realistic. No, I, I could get, probably
1: I get I Peter. Totally get that? I totally get that. Pick the one that's realistic. I always like when everyone seemed like a kid, like a fellow kid. Yeah. So the Smothers Brothers, I like Tommy Smothers. Oh, Mothers. Tommy!
0: Oh, the Smothers Brothers are yeah. so
1: brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Did you have an awareness of Nichols and May? Oh, I, I think mean that's a my, whole separate yeah, thing I think my but. awareness of Nichols and May was much later. like yeah. I saw them on shows guest starring on shows when I was little but and it was just sort of like oh it was them and it was sort of the same way Stiller and Mira mm-hmm. like there were those comedy teams at the time um, but uh, but but I think I got them all mixed up in my head. They, yeah, they weren't, they weren't distinct entities yet. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, what kind of books did you like reading? By the way, I realized that I it was It was light when you got here, and it's going to gradually get more and more dark and creepy dark. till we're sitting <laughs> in complete darkness. And I, I may or may not turn on the lights. I'm not it's sure. what oh, this will be a first.
1: You should actually that. It's a good idea of podcasting in the dark. Like I could imagine a podcast that's entirely about you. Welcome a guest into a pitch black room. Oh, you're so right. And you do right. this like intimate podcast where everyone speaks very softly and it's very dark, and it could be totally. Atmospheric cool. Oh my cool. god. Someone people, is going yeah. to steal this idea, <laughs> but I can't
0: start a second podcast, so I guess you're welcome, world, all right. from Jane. <laughs> um, yeah, books, books, what, uh, I mean, uh, I know that's a hard question to ask no. because it sounds like you probably devour tons of stuff. But, yeah. like, I, sh- I can shout out Bradbury and Vonnegut pretty right. quickly and go, yes, I was obsessed with, like, needing to read all of their books, even though I wasn't, like, a huge Arthur C. Clarke or a, right. you know what I'm saying? It, there wasn't right. necessarily, like, tendrils that went out into the periphery from, like, the home base of loving those authors. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I, yeah, sometimes it sort of fractures out and sometimes it doesn't. I loved some sort of standard kid, girl, teen, fair, like Nancy Drew. I had all the Nancy Drews. Got to. You got to do it. Yeah, devoured that. Um, And... Uh, a lot of, like, my dad would bring home books from the library for him to read, and then I would take him after he's done with it. So, a lot of murder mysteries. Okay. Um, so, he was a murder mystery fan. Yeah. Interesting. Um, oh, well, I um, guess that was the Columbo and all that kind of yeah, stuff, Yeah, exactly. Sort of police detective kinds of stuff. And I found Agatha Christie on my own and read tons and tons of Agatha Christie. Loved that. Um, Margaret and I would trade books back and forth, and we both loved sort of um, uh, adventure fantasy books. So, we read the Narnia books. Mm-hmm. Um, read The Hobbit. Um, Did you get into Madeleine Langle or was that yeah? yeah. Read Madeleine L'Engle, um I think Wrinkle, Wrinkle in and Time, time in, might be my yeah. favorite book, like of yeah, all time. Read all those sort of that that variety of sort of paranormal paranormal sounds like the wrong word that sounds like ghost um but right. sci-fi but the supernaturally yeah. kind of stuff exactly. and
0: yeah I was so yeah. fixated on that too I desperately wanted to have psychic powers did you?
1: oh sure of course it's psychic powers or invisibility or all those yeah. there was one I don't have no idea who wrote it but it was called um the it was one of those long you know how you, YA or Teen Books had this really long title it like The mix, mm-hmm. Mixed Up Files of Mrs. Basil Lee Frankweiler which another I love another huge
0: hit of a book we talked yeah. about it on the podcast before oh
1: the whole that whole
0: anything that involves the genre the sort of cross genre because it's it can happen in a bunch of different styles of books but of like children Going it alone In some sort of Unusual environment Is so exciting to me So exciting
1: And yeah There was um, uh, Mrs. Frisbee And the Rats of Nam Another really Mm -hmm. long title And um, It was one called The Junior High School Lemon It was like The Lemon Fresh And Junior High School Witch Or something But it was a longer title Like I'm missing Some of the words And it was like A uh, a lot of those sort of, and one that was called something like "Don't Fly in the House" or something. Like a lot of <laughs> books about sort of got to be a witch. Little girls that discover they've got witch power. Yeah, love those sorts which of is things.
0: perennial, right? I mean, that's still yeah. something that's constantly being reinvented yeah. and down the line. But oh, did you ever read Zolfa Keatley Snyder? Her books, <sighs>
1: yes, they are I so, think so right up your alley. The that Egypt name game really is yes. like the little
0: kids who become obsessed with they build this yeah. like. Egyptian Weird. pharaoh worshipping like they be, and then there's one that was like one of my oh the changeling they're very interesting because they're sort of knocking at the door of supernatural but they're not the Egyptian, it's the one it's the it's good because it's like nothing supernatural happens but it that's why it makes you feel
1: more like it's your own life because it feels like it's around the bend at any moment we didn't like those books. We would check the oh. market, and I would check those out of the library, and we would start to it, and we'd go like, nothing is happening. <laughs> I'm on page, I'm on page eight, and nothing has oh, happened. So we never could get you needed into to have the kind of slow. We needed a quick, a good, quick start. Okay, um, gotcha. Yeah. So. Would you
0: guys play? I mean, is this your girlfriend from from when you were really little? You said yeah, you guys were my
1: best friend growing up.
0: Would yeah. you play act and stuff too? Like, would you disappear off into a, a field? Sort and of, yeah, she had pretend? a big
1: backyard that we called the meadow or something. It was a huge, huge, huge backyard that just sort of went back forever like into the woods. And um, there was a lot of sort of like build an elf house, like, and we can make tiny chandeliers out of the acorn oh. caps and try to make moss grow on the rocks so they yeah. look like little sofas and things. There was that sort of. Play, if you told me I had to do that
0: for a week right now, I'd be like, <laughs> let's go.
1: Yeah, it was really fun. And then uh, I we had, we added two more girls to our clique um, in junior high and high school. And we worked together on a history day project where we built a dollhouse and sort of designed it and furnished it and everything to, to look like. Margaret's mother's house from being living in Holland during World War II and the sort of like wow. here's where they had to bury their radio and here's like here are the blackout curtains for when the Germans would fly overhead and it was sort of the very it's a sort of World War II Dutch house and we won and we got to go to Washington D.C. together so I'm that, not surprised at all I think that's yeah. such a cool idea so much fun anything like that where you can
0: take something that's basically a really fun thing to do right. for you and make it about right. science or make it mm-hmm. about a school, it's a win. Yeah, I mean, that sort of learning at a really young age that you can sort of do what you love and get away with it if right. you can fold it into the construct of, like, a job or school right. or... Whatever.
1: Do you have pictures of that old of the the house that you guys made? No, no, I don't. It just wasn't an era where you automatically took pictures right. of things. That would have been like you didn't oh, laminate that the entire to, house. Yeah, no, you don't have it laminated. Don't have in a it. Sleeve. But we got to go to Washington D.C. in a van. It was so amazing. what did you, did it then? Like, what was the
0: context? In which, like, what, what was the what was the fair? I mean, what was the... Yeah, it was the
1: National History Day.
0: Natural his, National, National History Day. Yeah. And then did it go, it won, and then it competed in D.C.? Yeah. Against it, yeah. what else?
1: Against um, the top two from high schools all over the country got to go to Washington, D.C. and, and set it up like, it was like, you know, like a science fair only for these mm-hmm. history projects that elucidated history. And... Um, I don't think we had to give a little talk with it i think we just presented like here's our object yeah, the same you would um, as a yeah and fair, we didn't we didn't win but who cared at that point That's we got so to cool. travel in a van with like every other high school student i mean there were there were only probably 12 people from iowa that went and so like our history teacher drove the van and we just all got in this van and we're all driven to dc and stayed in hotels Wait, how
0: far away is dc from iowa
1: it was a several day trip yeah it was yeah we stayed over in hotels it was amazing look at you, americana it was really cool and they took us like we got lost and they were driving us on back roads we drove through like appalachia and oh wow yeah it was it was really really neat that's
0: awesome yeah
1: appalachia reminds me of barbara
0: kingsolver who is an author that i greatly admire
1: Uh, I have her on my list of people I haven't read yet, but that I want to read. I think you'll like her. Yeah. It takes a lot longer for me to get around to books than it used to. I bet it does. But,
0: But, oh, there were two things that I was going to say. Number one was, yes, you wanted to have those powers, but can we agree that wishing for invisibility is a lot less likely than focusing and becoming able to develop something like telepathy or telekinesis? Like, to, I wanted. To, I worked actively on trying oh, right. to become telepathic. <laughs> like I really wanted to be able to have you know cards right. held up across from me and to be able to tell what they were. It was, yeah. it was super important to me.
1: Yes, I. I also yes, I engaged in similar things of like, and maybe I've got superpowers that I never knew about, or like I can read someone's mind or I can anticipate the card. But but it was. You know, a little experimentation quickly shows that that you don't have it.
0: <laughs> no, I think yeah. we could still make this happen.
1: I'm gonna think of,
0: I'm gonna think of a number mm-hmm. between one and seventy. Hold on, I'm thinking what it is. Okay, I've got it. Fourteen. It was fifty-six.
1: Yes. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't got it. <laughs> Nobody's got oh, it. Like they've done. They've tested all over the place, and like nobody has that power.
0: Have they really? Yeah. What about totally. all those... So every, everything that says, no, there actually have been studies, is all just malarkey. Yeah,
1: no, you look at any one of those studies. There's actually yeah. um, a reward out that's like a million dollars if anybody can actually prove verifiably the yeah. replicatable way on your yeah. observation that they have um, some ability like that. Nobody, nobody has won the money. And you... Are working now
0: in a field, if we could say that, where you actually do that kind of—I re- mean, I would imagine, or at least at one time you did. Do then you're you're doing research? I mean, you're doing research online. You're doing you're you're finding out what?
1: Not really, really, Cause no, because when, with that
0: kind of storytelling, it seems like someone would be surfing the web and be like, "Oh, I just read about this." guy who
1: supposedly could lift this thing with his mind i don't know that no it's the thing is that like people would ask like on when i was writing on buffy like oh you must like study demonology and where did you find these demons and mm-hmm. mm, find the demons we made the demons up okay um you uh i mean you know you 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 sort of learn what traditional vampire lore has been but that's just out of the brain of another author yeah. so you can um, adapted as you wish but mostly we were sort of going like well we need a demon that does this exact thing got it a lot better to well, s- that make makes sense one of, yeah i think i'm confusing it with i don't know because
0: in because in iconic kind of supernatural and fantasy television it's there is a lot of like oh this is their take on the right. blank episode like yeah. this is their to and i think a lot of shows definitely since buffy sort of It's like you can, I can, I can draw parallel lines specific to Buffy episodes where I'm like oh this is this show's version of the musical episode of Buffy or this right, is this right. show's version of you know everyone turns into their Halloween costume kind of thing
1: right yeah and I mean and definitely there are episodes particularly the first two seasons of Buffy where and I wasn't there yet where it was sort of like here is you know like, oh they found a really cool German demon that does this thing right. and we will do an episode of it and I show like X-Files would do a lot of that I mean you'd totally be going into of. yeah it's like you really of, want to be able to call right. up stuff Chupacabra that, and you'd go research exactly. what did Chupacabra was new, but you'd still be like picking and choosing the bits that fit your story. I for think. sure, for um, sure. But yeah, no, that actually and I love that kind of I love those myths and stuff and I and I write about um I, I could totally imagine like pitching and selling a show about a teenager who discovers they have psychic powers. I just don't believe in real life, but yeah. it's great for fiction. It's wonderful for fiction. Oh,
0: we'll get there. I <laughs> really don't feel that way.
1: Sorry that I had to, while you
0: were talking, put this um, Sting-Ease Max 2 on my arm, but when I was riding my
1: bike in Griffith Park this morning, I got stung by a yellow jacket. Oh, no. Can you see it? Yes, I can. I sure can. It's, it's kind of grim. Yeah. It was you're going to go into some sort of anaphylactic shock and fall down? I'm going to have to carry you to the I mean, emergency room? I route? think if that happens 12
0: hours in, then maybe I deserve what I get <laughs> it's so unusual. Um, yeah, it's not a comfortable, comfortable feeling,
1: I'll no. be honest with you. Have no. you been stung by... Not since I was a kid. I was stung by something, a wasp on the top of my head when I was a little kid. And I still shudder
0: to think of it. It was terrible. It's kind of it's grim. I somehow managed to escape being stung by anything, really, until maybe... 10 years ago when I was finally stung by a bee you don't know until so you get stung by one if you're gonna drop I like know that yeah. was and so I had a real fear of bees for that reason because I right. had been told that my whole life right so I every time a bee was around I was that and I don't consider myself I don't expect myself to be the person who's like
1: ah, ah, right but I kind
0: of was when right. they fly around I just didn't know what to expect so it was a little bit of a relief when I finally got stung <laughs> yeah. to find out that yes I got a little nauseous it did not feel good right And then I turned all these guys know, but I turned all my attention to my sadness about the bee dying. Like, oh, this this isn't cool. No one wins in this situation. Well, shame.
1: I I mean, the other bees that then got protected from you stomping on their, blundering into their territory or something or whatever. Why ever that bee killed you? That bee was in my car. Oh. And yeah, it no, cl- it was an a no enclosed win. car. Yeah. yeah, it was no threat whatsoever. It yeah. gave its
0: life to protect nothing. It's
1: true, and endangered other drivers as well.
0: Indeed. <laughs> well, luckily the car was stopped.
1: Luckily I was getting
0: into my car, closed the door, mm. and was stung. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds awesome. It was really awesome. It was really <laughs> awesome. Let's go back to boys for a second. Uh huh. So when you say the boys weren't interested in you, how did you, how, like, how peaceful were you about that? Do you know what I mean?
1: Oh, I always sort of had a theory that I was going to blossom into a great beauty and I was just waiting for it to happen. Uh, Probably as a result of far too much television (laughs) of the sorts we're talking about, (laughs) where it was sort of like, someone will come along and they'll take my glasses off and my hair and I will be beautiful. Also, I was fooled into by after-school specials and well-intentioned books into thinking like, uh, I don't have to doll myself up. I don't have to learn how to put on makeup or do my hair nicely because the right boy will like me for me. And that had go- that was so well-intentioned. The, the after- lovely, special. Yeah, so of, lovely. Of, of like the the boy who who doesn't see the, 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 the ordinary girl working at his side who's his best friend. He wants to go to the pretty girl but ultimately he always notices the girl next to him. So it sort of had this message in my head and also like the way boys would talk about girls was there was so much contempt for how long they taught the time they took getting ready the stupid makeup the that they do all these stupid things they curl their hair all this stuff and i could hear the contempt in their voice um and they clearly didn't have that contempt for other boys so i was like i'm gonna be one of the guys and all the shows all the Products for little, board the the tomboy little girl, the, the Jodie Foster little girl, the Tatum O'Neill, the, little yeah, girl. exactly, yeah. the little girl who's who's kind of one of the guys, and that's the best thing ever, and she'll end up getting the boy. Right. So I decided that was going to be my path, that I was going to seduce these boys by not <laughs> just, like yeah. <laughs> just like Jodie well, Foster, just
0: like well, let me tell you the first problem with that.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, and so I was like, well, I'm not going to be the frivolous girl that takes forever getting ready and uh, cares about those things. I'm going to be the down to earth girl who's your best friend and discovered that all of those shows lied. Oh, it was wow. all a big fat lie yeah. and that that all the things that I never learned about like prettying myself up, it was like, well, a natural beauty. I will be a natural beauty and it will encompass me naturally and then some, one day I'll wake up beautiful and it didn't happen and I never learned the artifice and I look back now and I look at the pretty girls and I realize like 65% of that is effort, is... Plucking the hairs out and dying absolutely, them and yeah, it and then and, you and, and the sixty, like yeah, your assets, totally. And I, I, kept waiting for the natural beauty to encompass me because, again, all the books were like the girl who plucks her eyebrows doesn't get the boy because she's vain, whereas the girl with the with the big bushy eyebrows but the great personality does. <laughs> it's not true, and so I picked up all the artifice way too late. Hmm. Like I was well into your aging process. <laughs> um, well, what? But, so what?
0: So when? Yeah, when did you? start getting a little attention and and did you can you be more specific about like right. did you really have to make those decisions like i'm gonna have to transform myself before i No, i that. just
1: sort of stayed me and uh got a boyfriend in college um and uh had a great college boyfriend i was with for seven years and loved him and it was really good And we were you were guys friends too. first um sort of we lived in the same house we there was I lived in a house in college a, a co-op at Berkeley mm-hmm. that was 27 people and everybody classic. in there slept with everybody and classic. it was classic Ber- Berkeley 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 um so i i knew i'd been friendly with a few boys in that in the house as one does and then met the guy who i like was like oh we will be boyfriend girlfriend and um he loved me for me and it actually the it ultimately did work out yeah um then like uh you know he left we we both finished school and he went to Sacramento and got a job and I came to l a and sort of was like just like working so hard on my career and sort of picking boys that I like guys guys it would be a guy on the sitcom staff with me who I really liked, and I would sort of spend a year being intriguing and then realizing, no, he has no interest in me
0: <laughs> I did that for a long time spend
1: a year being intriguing, yeah, I used to like um go to the bookstore and just sort of like stand in the sci-fi aisle like waiting for a boy in the sci-fi aisle to like oh, ask me a question that's kind or of
0: wonderful i but... sl-
1: I slipped a note to a boy at the mall once with my phone number on <laughs> like oh. stuff like that and it was just like nothing was happening because i wasn't like i thought that just being intriguing was enough yeah um and then um was set up with my current guy um during Buffy and have been with him for a very long time. Nice. Yeah. And it but was yeah, a setups- real a real intellectual guy who was who was genuinely looking for, for sort of an, an intellectual pairing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the setup version of things, I suppose the the really
0: kind of de rigueur version of that is online dating as well. Like that you can sort of create a situation in which you're being set up by mutual friends that neither of you knows somehow. It's like the anonymous best Mm -hmm. friend is setting you up anonymously. But, uh, but that, that really, I think goes a long way, right? Especially in, in an adult world where the alternative is like, you're just not going to, the amount of time it would take the numbers game Mm -hmm. of, Meeting someone oh, that you really yeah. have a connection with oh, and, yeah, uh, totally, randomly is yeah. so so difficult.
1: Yeah, and I tried online dating too and, and just ne- didn't meet any, you know, it would be sort of you put your thing out there and there's all these thousands of people who are also on Match.com or whatever and I would literally get like three options. Like, okay, so there's three guys in this whole system who've matched up with me and one is 60 and one, you know, and you go, okay.
0: Well, and then I have friends who have the reverse who go on and have – frankly more than they can weed through and Mm -hmm. in the end they'll still be lucky to end up with three people that are maybe worth you know really having an extended conversation with and then on top of that the sort of hope that there would be some sort of chemistry whatever that spark feels like it doesn't have to be that you open the door and you know you'd want to have sex with that person instantly that's not really how it works for most women anyway but that there would be something that kind of pulls you past right friendship is, is such a crapshoot
1: but the nice thing is was that I, I just like when i was a kid i was perfectly happy being alone like it was like oh i'd be fun if i was watching this with somebody but don't really need to yeah uh, and your parents stayed together friends. your whole parents have been together my whole life that's a nice model yeah uh, yeah and they're very happy together and very companionable but also very able to do things independently and i've just sort of generally i'm just as happy doing stuff on my own as w- with a group of people or with uh with someone like it that's like i don't know i think i entertain myself the way i always have i'm writing stories in my head <laughs> yeah yeah is that and so when you were in high school did you have other
0: extracurricular activities that you that you found yourself sucked into did you do any drama did you do band did you do yearbook? any stuff like that
1: I was briefly in band before I sort of realized, like, I kind of am getting nothing out of this. I'm tone deaf. I haven't learned this finger. I don't care to practice. What did you play? French horn. Because it was the most, it looked like the most unusual instrument, (laughs) but that I could still lift. Like, Uh. it it was like, I didn't want to just be one of the clarinet girls. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wanted to have something unusual. So, French horn.
0: I had no sense of like I started playing guitar when I was in fifth grade, classical guitar, just as like an extended mm-hmm. day latchkey kid sort mm-hmm. of class option mm-hmm. so that I would be home finally after my parents instead mm. of before. And so I, and I never had that like organized that. band or orchestra situation. Mm-hmm. You would never have done that. I would
1: never have done anything that would keep me there at school after the buses or anything. I I had a choice. Oh, I mean, there was a oh. second round of buses. I am going to finally turn on a light cause I will have to write something down <laughs> in a second. Um, yeah, I I wanted to be home when there was TV to be watched, and like there were reruns of Hogan's Heroes, and sure. such in the afternoon that sure. I needed to be home for. And yeah, you it was before DVR. There wasn't, or even VCRs. So there was no way to tape anything. You had to be home to see it. The thing that so. I like about talking talking with someone. It's so
0: funny. It's like the same, and guys, I have, I'm sure you've heard me smother like three burps, but I've tried to be really subtle about it until I just outed myself in the least subtle way possible. Um, but I you could, ha- I could be having the same conversation with someone else about them being essentially obsessed with television as a young person, and the outcome would be so much more. It would have like such a sad t- tint to it. Were they like... Completely unsuccessful, lonely, mm, and right, had right. lived this and lived in television as an escape, right. and sort of, you know, now or like a fire, file clerk somewhere, feeling their dreams are unrealized. But what yeah, a success story could. to be able to say! But look, it led you right to
1: this tremendous success you've had. I think people. Yeah people say, "Oh, my kids watch too much TV, and it's like, "For what? For a TV writer, no, I bet they don't even watch enough. Mm-hmm. like you watch as much as you can. It's very good for you if it's the career you're headed toward. Yeah, um, uh, so I always think like like, yeah, take, keep in mind that there are many very wonderful and rewarding careers that will be rewarded by that instinct you get um, for jokes for story, for character that you get from watching a lot of TV at a young age. It all goes in so easily when you're young and permeable. Right. Uh, And I still feel like there's... And you remember so much. I mean, I have a terrible memory, but I remember jokes from episodes of Welcome Back, Cotter that I saw once when I was 12, you know? Yeah. And, they, and, and we're on MASH or whatever. And, like, that stuff goes in and it stays. And you use you end up pulling them out and going, like, this joke structure is what I need in mm-hmm. this moment. Yeah. There was an episode of Welcome Back, Cotter where... Um, one of the characters, probably Barbarino, said, uh, Oh, I, I've been here so long. I know this place. Like the back of my hand, and he looks at the back of his hand. What the hell is that? Oh, there you go. Love that joke. Yeah. It's, a, it's a flip joke in one line. It's it's like, it's a lovely little joke. And it, it's I've heard it on other shows since. But yeah, that's a winner. And it doesn't, that joke isn't just those words. You can tell that same joke about, using that same structure, freshing it up, making yeah. it new and use it, use it now. That's still a good joke.
0: Absolutely. And too, just the way characters exist, like the just the sort of way, you know, you want to have this kind of mm-hmm. sympathetic character. I've just been watching. I finally got into fringe. I hadn't watched it at all. And, uh, and a friend of mine said, you know, I really think you would like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched it and there's stuff about it that I, I don't respond to. And there's stuff about it that I do, but I think time and time again, people do get into the sort of the big bad arc, right? And then when you have the, it's interesting to see episodic television, some of it bending the way of BBC shows or cable shows where you, HBO shows where you only have 13 episodes and you just kind of, you just tell that one story opposed to having the responsibility of telling all of these one-offs because it seems so often that I don't know. It just feels like there's. Um, and by the way, I'm not a television writer, so what do I know? But, <laughs> but this the idea of having the responsibility to to retell those little bits and pieces when so much of what keeps the fans coming back is like these arcs that have so much to do with love stories or you know redemption, and they want to see those things play out. And oh, the, what I was gonna say about Fringe is that I, I don't really respond to that much of the show. Considering that I like supernatural shows, but the the actor who plays Walter, who is was the sort of kooky inventor scientist guy, is so human and so compelling and mm-hmm. so tender and sweet and me- me- just messed up, and that I'm coming back for him. You know, I have yeah. that. I feel that real human attachment to the, to the way that he's written, and it's so cool to see in the arc of a series, the way I don't usually talk about showbiz that much, I guess I'm totally fan nerding out on you, but (laughs) to see the, to see, to start to feel like, you can tell when people like writing for a character. I guess that's what I'm saying is you can start to see the evolution of that, yeah. and that that character starts to write itself in a way. And how cool that is!
1: Yeah, some characters will definitely, absolutely take off and just sort of have such a clear voice right from the beginning. And often it's appearing with a particular actor. Um, I talk a lot about Anya on Buffy, which Emma Caulfield did such oh, a beautiful she was so job. Great, it's so easy to write for. It's so easy to write for a character that's blunt and direct. Like you know exactly what how Anya talks. Yeah. Um, and that, and Anya talks a little like me and, and that made that really fun and easy to write. Um, but yeah, I think um, you're talking about two different interesting things about structure too, which is you talked about that um, TV shows are now much more arc-driven, but that they are also shorter arcs. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can do an arc that takes five seasons to resolve, but that's sure helps if you've got, say, Game of Thrones in front of you and you've got an entire novel t- so that you know you have a 100 episode story or whatever it sure. is that that will lay out perfectly. It's very hard to to have five uh, five seasons of arcs all all figured out in front of you. Yeah. So that we're he- heading heading into what you're talking about where you go like, well this season is one story, next season is one story, once upon a time does that essentially. So season 1 was sort of the breaking of the curse and the, um, um, you know season 3 we're starting in Neverland. So um we're sort of telling much more like this this is a season long arc. Um Buffy did a little of that but 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 wasn't sort of fully fledged the way it is now where they really are these contained like the way American horror story mm-hmm. sort of we told really, that story really separate. we put it away Yeah, yeah very very interesting it's an interesting phenomenon i think um tv is definitely being influenced by cable but also by the fact that People will buy it on DVD and binge watch it, and so absolutely, I think it. Yeah, it's. I think it
0: forces a, a higher quality in a sense.
1: It certainly forces it a different kind of storytelling, um, where you're you're more like we always knew we were writing chapters in a novel, but. But now the novel feels much more like a novel. Like it's just truer and truer. And most people who watch your show won't watch it when it's first broadcast, but they'll watch it years later. Mm-hmm. And you want to make a classic that will live on people's shelves and that will work as a whole, whole entity. And it's, it's really become quite a different task. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it really makes like TV writing used to be much more done by freelancers back in the day. So if you watch if you watch Bonanza or something... Um, they are like prob- Twilight Zone, I would imagine, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. It's an anthology show, absolutely. But even a show like Bonanza would, uh, or Gunsmoke, or whatever, or probably canon and Mannix and Columbo, those things. I mean, a freelancer would come in, go to the showrunner with their story and pitch it out, and the show would say, "Okay, we're going to buy that one, write that one." Star Trek worked that way when I used to pitch Star Trek Next Generation. So it was a ton of freelancers would come in, and we'd all pitch. And you would be, yes, okay, that's an episode, go write an outline. Hmm. Um, and nobody does that anymore. And you sort of see, we oh, we were already started on this evolutionary path away from this is a chap, book of short stories to this is chapters in a novel. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it's so much more important now that the whole staff works together as a unit because you're essentially going to be group writing a novel. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't even imagine that. I think that
0: the, I'm so wowed by the whole idea of that process. And either there are some shows where people it's, it's a group effort, but it's still a little more pocketed and removed. And mm-hmm. then there are shows where people are really just like big brother style, like forced to be in a room together and try to crank stuff out yeah. a lot of the time. And, Oh, wow. I find that, I mean, as an only child, do you feel like, is there, is there, a, is there a way that you like to work that feels like, or do you feel yourself drawn to be social, in that context because it's maybe different from how you grew up or is there a part of you that loves to sort of lone wolf it and like disappear and sort of make your thing and then
1: come both. Back and- I, I, I love being in the room. Um, I don't feel that the room is where I exhibit my best skills. I don't have a great memory. It's hard for me to sort of keep track of story and structures never really been my best thing. Um, so I don't always feel that I'm pulling my weight in the room, but I love the like sitting around with a group of really fun, cool people. I love that. Um, but I love also that part of my job is a couple times a year to I get to go off on my own, stay at home for a week, and just and write and bring back a thing because that's that's as much as I love being in the room. That's my actual favorite thing is like oh my god I got to, I get to write this great scene today oh I love this scene I get to bring it in and you know sort of drop the dead mouse on my master's doorstep yeah. and say like, look, look what I brought you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Oh, love writing. Oh, that's a good way of expressing it. <laughs> um,
0: and when you were in high school too, uh, did you have, you know, you, I know you were obviously really into pop culture on the the TV side. Um, did you, were you
1: a big music fan? Did you listen to a lot of no, music? No, I've never yeah. been a music fan I just don't. I don't tend to listen to music. I don't know anything about popular music. Uh, I'm sort of like I say. I'm sort of tone deaf. I, I, I yeah, yeah.
0: What do you just, listen? Do you do you? What, when you're driving, you know, when you when you know you're going to be in the car for an hour in Los Angeles. What do, how do you use that time?
1: Audiobooks. I love, nice. love audiobooks. You can just download them onto your iPhone. And I just love the, them too. I'm just, listening to one now. I
0: mean, it. not right now. That'd be rude. <laughs> I've got a bug in my ear. I'm listening to it right now. I haven't heard a word you said, Jane.
1: <laughs> no, I, I love listening to, to audiobooks, and that's how I do my reading these days. Yeah. Also, particularly when you get older and your eyes are a little funkier, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I kind of read best now if I can cover one eye. Well, how do you do know audiobooks? <laughs> Uh, agreed. And do,
0: are you more drawn to, or is it equal equal uh, interest in fiction or nonfiction?
1: I alternate. I'll listen mm-hmm. to a novel, then I'll re- listen to a biography or something. Um,
0: Can awkward. you shout out a recent nonfiction and a recent fiction that you liked? I know I'm putting you on the spot.
1: Yeah. No. I, well, I, maybe I'll just open my phone. Nothing wrong with myself. that. Nothing I wrong with that. To a biography of Mary Queen of Scots lately. Ooh, that's um, gotta be great. That was pretty cool. Um... I've got Alice in Wonderland and Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Uh, I'd like to revisit the, the Looking Glass books. and the, I love these Oz books are Devoured so good. Those. Me Osma too. of Oz, all those later ones Oh I my love gosh, just
0: spinning it out. Did you ever read This was a this Ooh, was a movie, a very popular movie, but um, but I read the book and just loved the two I think there were two books or maybe it's just one book but it encompassed what they made of the two movies which was The Never Ending Story
1: mm-hmm. oh I, Did I you never ever... watched Never Ending Story
0: that, so that movie was whatever it was I mean uh-huh. it's, it has a place and you know for for my generation oh, okay. it was a big deal but the actual book which was, was translated I think from German was far the same way the Oz books are like lush and textured in a way you could never get in a movie and
1: Somebody I wish more people the, read it Like the, the movie movie is actually like the first chapter of the book or something the yeah, book is so much yeah. past that yeah I don't really know that world but I should I'm always looking for more books it's a 20 it's 20 I'll just tell you real quick and then I want to hear your audio books but it's um, it's 26
0: chapters and each uh, each chapter begins with a letter of the alphabet uh-huh. and each page is an illustration that's an illuminated letter and it's this beautiful intricate hand-drawn illustration of what happens in that chapter and it's just that kind of and the and each chapter starts like a starts with you know another day had passed and b so you're so interested to see like how are they gonna start x like what's that gonna be
1: um quite Um, lovely oh but all those illustrations will be lost on me in the audiobook that's uh, very true. But I di- I listened to this book recently called... Uh, well, there were two books, Bring Up the Bodies, and the first one is called Wolf Hall by Hilary Mantel, and they won the Booker Prize, and they're amazing fictionalized accounts of Thomas Cromwell and Anne Boleyn and Henry oh, VIII. yeah. So good. Totally recommend. Okay, cool. Uh, and I also want to recommend a nonfiction, Bob Harris's book, um, uh, First Bank of Bob, that's about a bunch of loans that he made through Kiva to people in the developing world. Then he went to the developing world and met the people who got the loans oh, and saw how so they cool. used them to change their life. It's totally, in, oh, sounds it's sounds like E-Pray really Love, but with money.
0: But you pray, yeah. Listen, you've all been wanting E-Pray Love, but with money. Yeah. Now you have it with Bank of Bob first bank of all. first bank of all. okay yeah um all right i'm getting into game portion jane i'm gonna start with this uh cootie catcher aka fortune teller oh, right. i don't know if you ever did de- did these when you were younger yeah the, uh,
1: the other little girls did them um but i i thought those little girls were frivolous well guess what <laughs> you yeah, get
0: super frivolous secretly because... i always wanted to do them
1: but i never knew how they were well, okay so there will be a question at the
0: end of this whichever one we end, you end up picking there will be a question for you to answer that uh one okay. of my uh I'm going to call her an associate producer. Uh, listeners and, and friends of the show, Victoria makes these. So uh, pick a color. Um, red. R-E-D. Pick a number. Three. One, two, three. Another number. Two. One, two, and one more number. One. One. She stayed low, guys. She stayed <laughs> low. How old were you when you went on your first date? Sort of answered that, but uh, not quite. I,
1: no, I, the, I was 17. Okay. I would say. Um, yeah, the, there was a boy in uh, who was a year younger than me. I was a senior in high school and he was a junior. And um, he asked me to the prom. And, but then we, and then, but the prom was still, you know, like you ask someone to the prom, like you give them time to get ready. So mm-hmm. it was probably like six weeks out or something. So then we had, we went on a few dates in between. And the first thing he took me to see a movie, and it was Kentucky Fried Movie. which oh, any, that's
0: awesome. If anybody
1: knows that movie, it's got. Oh, that's so uncomfortable. It, still, it was so, so uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Oh, my God. Oh, my People God. People were getting up and leaving. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was really quite
0: an adventure. My version of that is that when I was in college, um, a boy that I liked asked me over to his house to watch a movie. Mm-hmm. And he, and we watched Heavy Metal. Oh Same thing. God. So awkward. So embarrassing. Oh Everything was my so God. embarrassing. Oh, Okay. Yeah. So now I'm going to play this quick game of M.A.S.H., I okay. I won't make it too long um, I'm disappointed because I was excited that I thought I finally found a pen that worked with this very Special paper uh, off this pad That someone made me but I know I there can make go. it work here um, Okay so have you ever done This before? No. So this M-A-S-H this is mansion, apartment Shack and house. I okay. played this a lot when I Was uh, a, a youngster with my Friends. The idea is that I, I, I Create the categories and then I give you Three options for each category And then I do this process of elimination To foretell your new future oh all um, right when we were young it was as simple as like three cars you'd like to drive okay three types of dogs that you'd like to have as a pet um okay. so i like to think a little bit outside that box but i like to stay true to it in some ways as well um but for the first category i'm going to start with three worlds uh of of fiction that uh it would be fun to be
1: able to visit oh wow um jane austen world love it um Worlds of fiction. Oh, this is so interesting. <laughs> I don't, there are lots of really famous ones that I don't want to visit. Um, so I got to think of a good one. Um, I want a land where people, not everybody's all unhappy. You know, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, the world of Buffy. Oh, so many mm-hmm. people are miserable <laughs> there. if you actually so have much to live angst. there? So much angst. Um, mm, well, oh, you know what? Uh, Friends, the fictional world in which Friends is set. Love it. Uh, I love that. Um and mm, let's say oh what's a good like a good sci-fi but a fun yeah don't sci-fi. say Battlestar Whew. yeah no that's a, Battlestar it's is rough blue. I want like a a sci-fi thing where people have superpowers but they're happy and fun and having fun adventures. yeah there's got to be something like that come yeah. on
0: fun adventure sci-fi. Every listener right now is like,
1: say this, say know, this. It's I so know. frustrating just, to I listen to a podcast after the fact.
0: Um, I mean, a lot of the, I guess a lot of the Avengers world seems like people they oh, like yeah. it, like they're good at creating people who still know how to have a good time. Let's put,
1: uh, let's put agents of Shield.
0: Great, why not? <laughs> Shout out to Joss. Not, like, Shout not the superheroes,
1: out superheroes, but the. Um, well, anyway, yeah, yeah, I I think that's agents great. Of yeah, how about three? tv characters
0: you sort of wish that you'd thought up
1: oh that's great oh my god um oh i think there is felix unger great from the odd couple which i mean he obviously that was from a play first and not and then a movie and then tv Mm -hmm. but let's say felix unger um seth cohen on the oc um, so now both of those uh, the abbreviations are OC. Yeah, this is confusing. <laughs> see I can. Find I've never seen one. the OC. Oh, oh Which, I, who, does, who plays Seth Cohen? I'm uh, I'm blanking on the name, but he's great. really really good. It it's up. a great great character. Yeah. Um, very charming. I don't think uh, the, the, he wasn't going to be the lead character, and then he was just so charming. Oh, um, I love when you see, when you find out about that stuff too. Like yeah. he
0: just unlocked it for himself, like as a right. charismatic person. Um, and
1: with these are characters, I want to, you I kinda, I Yeah, you kind of wish okay. you'd created. Um, well, let's, do you, have you seen Husbands? Have you seen uh, Husbands? I haven't the sh- seen it oh, yet. Oh, my God. Well, Cheeks is a character that, um. Well, I'm, I'm yeah. bored for the name 100%. Uh, yeah, Cheeks is the uh, lead character in that. And he existed before we created the show because uh, my writing partner and the guy who runs that show, Brad Bell, had created the character of Cheeks, um that he used in his youtube videos and okay everything. and he was it's just this. oh cool great oh i'm character. very excited so to check this to out for. yeah very excited okay cool
0: all right how about we didn't get into this at all um so i'm going to use this as a way in and if you uh feel flat about it then um then that'll this will reveal that. But what about three foods that you could eat as much as you wanted of without any negative ramifications, whatever that means, whether it's the sugar come down or the fried food fatigue oh. or gaining weight or whatever, anything like that?
1: Oh my God, I eat all the foods in the world and I've yeah. never discovered any negative ramifications from any of them. Love it. Um, so it's just like, what do I want to eat so the these most are, Yeah, these are,
0: just your, these are just your favorite foods that you can have whenever oh you want them.
1: God, I love everything though. How do I pick? Okay, Maybe there's something some that's um, like, there's a taco that you can right, only get in New right, York and I'm right, never right. there anymore. Put down filet mignon because that's always good. Great. Um, let's have some... Mm, mm, oh, oh. There's these crazy molecular cuisine things that are so like like they, they're um, oh I know what it is these things that are little like little balloons of olive juice. And through some special process, they've encapsulated them, and you can put them in your mouth, and they burst, and you've got like a mouthful of olive juice. They're so awesome. So put oh, down like wow. modern olives, I think. They're amazing. Modern olives? Yeah. I'm fascinated. Yeah. They're incredible. And you can never, I feel like I've never had enough of them. And put down some Persian ice cream. Oh, what makes Persian ice cream special? Oh, they've got crazy flavors Indian. like ice cream. roses or in yeah. The, and seeds in I guess there's the, the the place Mashti on Mashti yeah. Malone. Yeah. yeah,
0: I guess I didn't realize that was Persian. I don't know why I thought yeah. it was just Indian. not interesting. Persian. So oh, good, Mashti Malone. Good call. Really good choices. Very different from one another. Uh, how about three
1: places that you could have a second home anywhere in the world? Oh my goodness, Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Sydney, Australia. And uh Iceland. Reykjavik, Iceland. I haven't been yet. It's great. Go to Iceland.
0: Boy, I really feel like I know I want to know how to spell it and I don't Oh, Reykjavik, yeah. Basically <laughs>
1: created
0: a smear yeah, I don't think that I kind it. of represents Reykjavik. <laughs> um how about I just had something. Um three Three real people who have who are no longer alive. This is a little bit of the, if you could have someone at your dinner party, but three mm-hmm. people who are no longer alive that you would like to be able to spend an hour talking with.
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, let's put... Um, oh, I know. Let's put... Um, harvey oswald down there because i got some mm-hmm. questions for him i bet you do um and he would know whether he did it or not and or yeah, he would. would god yeah. i hope he would yeah yeah so that's a well yeah of course he you know well i fired the bullet i didn't think it got close to the car but apparently it didn't well, tell any <laughs> mystery oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah like so what? close <laughs> um um mm. What people about whom there was mystery mm-hmm, around their mm-hmm. death. Because then you could you could find out. How are you feeling more. about the Marilyn and
0: Elvis sort of oh, stuff? Yeah.
1: Nah, Elvis there's no mystery. He had an impacted bowel and a heart and his heart gave out like I don't think. Andy's not really dead. I think he's pretty sure he's dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh Andy Kaufman. Nice. That's someone I would be very interested in meeting and talking with. Understood. Um and I'll put down Lucille Ball because um Brad is a huge fan of hers and I think he would give me a a, a good list of questions of things he'd like to ask and then I could relay back the answers.
0: That's very, that's all the giving of you. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Three um, modes of transport uh, that are not driving in a car that you would enjoy doing like to get to places. Segway. Love
1: it. Love the segue. Conveyor belt. I want them to develop a system of conveyor belts to replace sidewalks, so I don't I have to walk so much. I think that every time I'm at the airport, I'm yeah. like, there is something so satisfying. I yeah. still like walking, but on that belt, mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like oh, a yeah. superhero. Very simple super walking hero. Again, all you need then then you just need one a series of ones of, that go faster. Agreed. And then you can go until you're going time, 100 miles per hour. Every time Absolutely. I'm at the airport, I think
0: it almost seems like we should have this, like in the sort of
1: in the future, like exactly. in the 50s. Yeah. And Agreed. ice skating, please. Love it, yep. and I'm not good at it. But oh, I went love sky it. skating today. I love ice what skating. About,
0: what about three hobbies or sports that you wish that you just had a natural talent for? Oh well, let's had.
1: say but figure skating because I don't. Nobody said I couldn't duplicate it. There you go. Uh, I wish I was great at that. Um, I would love to be able to like do flips like a gymnast. I so mm-hmm. put gymnastics, mm-hmm. um, and. I wish I was uh I wish I had a head for chess i, I yeah, when I was a I kid, I impatient. played chess with my dad and i had i got so I could sort of see it mm-hmm. I had instincts and I could sort of see the big flow of the game, and I have tried since and I can't get back there. It's yeah. like it's slipped away from me and i and I don't have the the facile kid brain anymore to mm-hmm. to to sort of see it all mm-hmm. I see is like. I, oh, I guess I could come up with a list of possible plays that would be possible from this position, but I'm not it's, it's more dry it. somehow. Yeah. It's
0: like more dry. I completely yeah. relate to that 100%. Yeah. Um, what about, I wanted to get really abstract, but it's kind of a weird, it's like a weird thing formed when you just said that, which was something about, if you could create three new games somehow based Mm, on mm -hmm, something like mm -hmm. a game that would be based Mm -hmm. on figure skating or a game that would be, whether it's a board game or like something on, that on you played on a computer or even like something, even like a ride, like it would turn into a ride at Disneyland or something right. like that.
1: Well, I definitely think there should be uh, Once Upon a Time rides. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And at one point we were working on, uh, there was going to be a Battlestar Galactica roller coaster. At, like, oh, this is a great. Oh, so you can just pull from your own career yeah. for these answers. This and is that, genius. And that was sounded so cool of like, you yeah. like, would be designed so you're like a Cylon or you're a human fighting the Cylons. And the actual... I don't know if they ever built it, but the design that we heard about was going to be there were two roller coasters that would twine together. Uh, and you would, and one was supposed to be you were the humans, and when the other one you were the Cylons. The Cylon one was one of those standing up ones because you know the Cylons yeah. stood up on their ship. Yeah. Um, and the the human one would be a sitting down one, and it would be made to look like the individual ships, you know, that they wrote. And it was, and they would, wow, and you, you, would, you, would see, you would see each other as you were going through, and you were supposed, you know, sort of said it like you would be racing at the opposing yes. forces. Yeah. That's only that amazing. Was really, really brilliant. I didn't. That makes come me wish I that. designed roller coasters or yeah. rides. Yeah, I love that. Oh my gosh! But and the most important thing they did this some big study about like what makes people happy in the long term, like a decades long study, mm-hmm. and it was uh, it turned out it was like um, love makes people happy and living a life in pursuit of love. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think some sort of game where you get better at developing strategies oh, for. God. Finding love, not How necessarily dare romantic you be so love, well-spoken. but finding the people. I mean, Joss has a theme that's all the way through Buffy that's about like your family is the people you find. Yes, and it's so true. And so some sort of game that's about that's about making connections with people. I love it. Um, and I suppose it's sort of, it's probably more of an app than anything. I love. <laughs> I think I've just invented what is an app if not a game
0: yeah um this is brilliant okay so this is the last piece of it which is that I just ask you to simply tell me when to stop oh stop okay one two three four five six seven eight nine okay I'm gonna pause this do a quick process of eeny meeny miny mo and I will reveal your future (laughs) okay all right
1: are you ready to meet your future? Oh my goodness. Uh, I don't use so that voice. Yeah, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I'm
0: not sure. I'm going to give you a copy of our home game. <laughs> Wait, this is the home game. Okay. I'm going to start out by telling you that you, uh, I forgot what this says. Oh boy. Oh, okay. Um, so first of all, I want to congratulate you on your extremely, flexible skill of gymnastics oh my goodness I'm pleased that you're able to do a flip a spin a cartwheel Oh my goodness oh wow okay uh, what do I you love call it. it um I don't know round off round off that's exactly <laughs> what I was trying to remember round off whenever you like however one would think that, you know, you're so agile, you might just flip your way around town. But instead, you choose to ice skate around town. Oh, my God. So I can strap do... on those skates because anywhere you need to be. You and can I can do flips on my ice way. skates. And you can do flips. I mean, that's basically, you're basically, because you travel by via ice skate, you also right. do, you are a figure skater.
1: Yeah, yeah. You did. You got yeah, both. I you got totally both. cheated
0: that and you got both. It was perfect. Awesome. Um, you, uh, you, whatever you like, you may step into the imaginary world of friends. Oh, that would be So that would be fun. Uh, perhaps Funny. when you visit that world, you bring with you uh, the gift of Persian ice cream. <gasps> oh, that's You can i all just sit for. around right. eating some delicious Persian ice cream. Um, really nice job creating the character of Cheeks. Yay! Really nice job Sorry, there. Brad, I created Cheeks. <laughs> uh, and when you are not hanging out at your house in Reykjavik... M, mm, Nice you are spending an hour grilling lee harvey oswald thank (laughs) god you chose that because and that worked out because i think a lot of people are going to be thrilled if you choose to reveal whatever it is that he shares with you yeah um and perhaps most importantly you uh you have created for the rest of us and for yourself to enjoy this game slash app of loving Finding better.
1: Finding love. Yay. Isn't that wonderful? I love that.
0: You did a really nice job. You've painted a beautiful <laughs> picture of a future for yourself. Yeah, I Thank like you this future. so
1: much. And I'm for doing ice skating in Reykjavik. I and know. I'm ice skating in Iceland. Perfect. It's perfect. Sometimes it happens like that. I'm, wait, where it's wait very serendipitous. I'm ice skating in Iceland where I'm eating ice cream. Oh, you like it chilly. <laughs> I don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it would make sense if that happened to me because I do love colder climes, and I constantly crazy. like going places like that. That is really weird.
1: <laughs> ice cream, ice skating and Iceland. It must have just somehow gotten in my head when I was like searching for things so. and I thought I was picking random things, but somehow I got ice in my brain. It's the closest thing to psychic power is either one of us is That's ever going to see in our lifetime, except yeah. on the silver screen. No, but it was just subconscious. It was just my actual psychological subconscious. I'm impressing something, yeah.
0: Our subconsciouses are amazing enough, right? We don't even need to have psychic powers. Just science in and of itself is pretty astonishing.
1: It's probably my brain telling me to like pick up ice on the way home. (laughs) (laughs) If it's just that you need ice, (laughs) please go get yourself a Mashti Malone's ice cream. It's
0: not that far away. true. Maybe I will. Oh, thank you for coming over after work and continuing your work day. I hope this was a a pleasant enough experience that it didn't feel like you were just elongating work. Not at Um, all. A pleasure having you. This will come out probably... Not this Thursday, but the following Thursday.
1: All right. I'll send
0: you a link and
1: all that good stuff. It's that means if you're listening to this on the following Thursday, this is another new episode of Husbands was released today, and you need to go to cwseed, S E E D, dot com. And watch the new episode of Husbands or just Google the word Husbands. And That's what I'm doing the, the second link find. you
0: leave so yeah. that I can watch it. Yeah. Because I'm very excited
1: to check Cheeks out. Yeah. The first episode is already up. So if you go to CWC.com or just Google Husbands, you will be able to find, watch the first 10 minute episode. Great. The next two Thursdays will complete the arc. I love it. Then there's going to be another story after that. So uh, oh, check it out.
0: Guys, I can't wait. From, and
1: uh, from me and executive producer, Brad Bell.
0: This is awesome. Um, God, there's so much. Okay, and then and then also, PS, like there's a, if you haven't already figured this out, there's a wealth of stuff you can check out that Jane was responsible for. So, um, and I'm sure there will be in the future. Uh, that was super cheesy. That's how I like to end the podcast. <laughs> Just like to really cheese it up at the end. Um, but thanks again, and Thank you. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next time on the podcast.